0: Welcome to BizTalk. I'm your host, Jim Lobeto. I'm president and founder of the Performance Group, a company that helps presidents of growing companies that want a competitive advantage delivered by a superior sales force. On the program today, we're going to discuss the insights on the five strategies companies have implemented to remain viable in this recession. Here's what I've seen implemented so far. Number one, Some company presidents have chosen to cut their sales force back so they can get the best accounts into the hands of the best people. They did this in part to retain them, retain both the accounts and their people. Number two, most sales managers have focused their staffs on increasing their activities centered around new customer development. Number three, others are using training as a way of motivating their staff in order to keep them focused and positive. The fourth strategy I've seen is others have started to evaluate their sales force on how they go to market. They are doing this so they can figure out how to best execute, not only for the remainder of this year, but also going into next year. And by evaluate, I mean they're bringing in outside sales experts to evaluate the company's strategies for growing sales, whether they have the right strategies, and whether or not their sales management is in line with those strategies, and whether the sales force can execute on those strategies. The fifth strategy I've seen is there are still a lot of people have chosen to sit out the first quarter and hope that things get better. Here's how I see these strategies playing out. Strategy number one, reduction of the sales force you can get the best accounts into the hands of the best people. They did this in part to retain them, retain both the accounts and their people. Well, this is good because your salespeople should be motivated by making money, and this way you can get the money into their hands. At the same time, the 80-20 principle stays in effect meaning that 80% of your revenues come from 20% of your customers, just like 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts, or 80% of your revenues come from 20% of your sales force. So while you cut back on the staff that was not producing, the remaining staff will form a new 80-20, just like the remaining customers will adhere to the 80-20 principle. Here's a refinement on that strategy. The reality of business is that current customers pay your bills and new customers generate profits. Always has and always will. So eventually you'll have to add new customers and you won't be able to do that without eventually adding staff. Why is that? Again the 80-20 principle. The question is when? When do you add the new staff? Well your timing needs to be right in adding those new people to your staff who will be incentivized to go out and get new customers which in turn will put peer pressure on your existing salespeople to do the same thing. To figure out when to add new staff calculate the following. What is the time it takes a new salesperson to learn what you sell to the level that they can recite that out in the field? Typically, it is 30 days to learn it and 90 days to get comfortable with it. What is your sales cycle? That's the number of days, weeks, or months it takes from the initial contact with the prospect until they agree to their first order. And what is your orientation time? Typically, what I found, that is anywhere from one to four weeks. This is where they learn all they need to do to function within the company. Who does what, why they do it, how their job impacts that, what meetings to attend, what paperwork needs to be filled out, and why. Then you have to add in your recruiting time, the timeline it takes in order to source candidates, the number of days it takes to screen the candidates, and how long between the offer and they accept. So that's the calculation. Whenever I do these calculations, typically it adds up to about six months or more, depending on what you're selling. Whenever I do these calculations, typically it adds up to six months or more from the time you decide to start looking, and then they're productive enough to be out in the field asking for orders. You need to be thinking about a recruiting strategy now if you expect to be in position to take advantage of the turnaround. Assuming you don't need people tomorrow, get a bench strength going by letting people know that you're in a market to hire, and then call us so we can help you implement or hire the best recruiting program. Strategy number two. Most sales managers have focused their staffs on increasing their activities centered on new customer development. Activity does come before revenue, so in theory this should work. Sales is a numbers game, so increasing their new customer acquisition activities should mean that they will run across someone who wants to buy what you're selling. However, what are your salespeople saying once they are in front of these potentially new customers? If they're saying the same thing they said a year ago, they're not getting heard. Simply showing up today and telling your story of, why choose me, is not effective. The issues your potential customers are facing now are not the same ones they faced a year ago. Is what your salespeople are saying congruent with today's issues? And the strategy of more activity does not take into account your salespeople are spending more time holding the hands and reassuring your current customers. This additional handholding cuts into their new customer acquisition prospecting time. Now, depending on how much handholding your salespeople are doing, they may not physically have enough time to replace the business that they are losing. Here's a refinement on that strategy. Don't confuse activity with accomplishment. Take the time to answer the basic value questions, which are, what is it that makes you unique? Where is it apparent? Meaning, where does it show up in the customer's business? How does it show itself? To whom is it apparent? What experience do you create for your customers? What are are customers and prospects missing out on in your absence? With this strategy, you will get your people in front of the right people, and the right people today are the ones ready to buy. If you want to see how this strategy actually will work, enroll your salespeople in our Recession Busting Boot Camp, setting more qualified appointments. Strategy number three, training as a way of motivating your salespeople. This is effective because it shows your salespeople you are willing to invest in them, and they do appreciate this. Even the veterans show up for spring training, so going over the fundamentals of time management, prospecting, asking questions, presenting, gaining commitment, and closing never go out of style. They should be part of an ongoing curriculum. Here's a refinement to this strategy. Take your training and make it a component of your sales development program. A sales development program is an integrated approach to organically and systematically growing sales by improving the people, systems and strategies that impact sales performance. Before you start a sales development program, the first thing you must do is evaluate your sales force. We need to know the strengths, skills, and beliefs they have that either support or don't support sales. You see without that fundamental understanding of where your team is at, we don't know what it's going to take to take them where they need to be. So first start off with evaluating your sales force. Let me clarify what I mean by evaluation. You know the results your salespeople are getting and at the same time, do you know why? You may know some of the why, but do your salespeople know? You can tell them, but how do your salespeople respond when you tell them what they need to be working on? A more effective way is to have them get independent realization. It's tough to read the label from inside the bottle, but when you look in the mirror, you see the things you need to improve. Once you achieve independent realization, you are more than half the way towards making the improvements that you now know you need to be doing. Next, you need to have sales process documentation. Figure out the strategies and tactics you use to acquire a customer. The metaphor we use is outlined in Dave Kerlin's book, Baseline Selling. In Dave's book, he illustrates home plate is where you start swinging in opportunities. First base is suspects, and suspects are nothing more than people you have an appointment with. To go to second base, they need to be a prospect, which means you've qualified them to spend more time with them, and you've learned the leverage it takes to figure out why they should be buying from you. Now, to get to third base, they are a qualified prospect, and to go from third to home, they are a closed prospect. What are the strategies? What are the tactics your salespeople need to know, do, and execute on to round all those bases? And is that documented? You see, if it's not documented, you're winging it. Step number two, sales management skill development. Develop the people who develop your profits so they can support the salespeople who must execute on the strategies. What you want to do is train them on coaching, mentoring, and holding your salespeople accountable. Next comes recruitment. Typically, what we find in our Salesforce audit is that 20% of the Salesforce is in the wrong seats. An improved sales selection process is needed to hire the salespeople who can and will be more effective at executing on the sales process. Then comes sales skill development. Use this to develop those salespeople who can't yet execute on the strategies. Then ongoing field coaching. Your sales managers, who are trained ahead of your salespeople, should be able to effectively coach their salespeople to reinforce what they are learning in the sales skill development program. Compensation and incentives comes next. Compensation drives behavior. The correct compensation plan targets the behaviors and activities needed by your salespeople to execute on the sales process. Then we look at systems and processes. These must be put into place to support the mission of the sales force. And lastly, accountability. Most managers do this poorly because they don't know what to hold your salespeople accountable to. Key accountabilities, once identified and monitored, increase the salesperson's odds of success. So those are the steps to a sales force development program. Let me explain why this holistic approach to development is important if you want sustainable results. Some companies see strategy as the key and continue to change their strategies when one after another fails. These are the companies who embrace the sales fad of the moment. Ironically, the strategies fail only when they are not in alignment with the people who can't execute on the new strategy. Ironically, the strategies fail only when there isn't alignment and the people can't execute on the new strategy. Many companies provide sales training but fail to provide it in the context of the strategies and before the strategies, sales management, systems and processes have been fortified. Some companies see compensation as the key, failing to provide their people with the skills and tools needed to leverage the compensation or take advantage of the incentive. When a Salesforce development program is utilized, companies will see a dramatic improvement in effort, urgency, consistency, and results. When embraced, companies will see an improvement in morale, retention, and selection. When integrated Salesforce development has been made a part of the company's culture, sales and profits are isolated against fluctuations in the economy. Strategy number four that I see being implemented, evaluate your sales force. Now, we've already talked about this in context of a sales development program. Let me explain further. Most salespeople are evaluated on their revenue numbers. Traditionally, this is an annual number that may be broken out monthly or even weekly in some cases. This, however, is a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator, and is a misleading one when all revenue is down. If this is your primary way to evaluate your salespeople and the economy takes a downturn, it is too easy to blame their down revenues on the economy. Here's a refinement on the strategy. Wouldn't it have been better to understand why your salespeople are getting the results they are getting? Some of the things you should want to know when you evaluate your salespeople are these things. Who on the staff is coachable and trainable? Everyone can learn. Not everyone can be coached or trained. What are their selling strengths, skills, and beliefs? What selling strengths, skills, and beliefs must a salesperson possess in order to sell your products and services? To what level does each salesperson possess these skills, strengths, and beliefs? And how much training will they need? If that's what you are doing with your sales force right now, you'd be on your way to fine-tuning your staff towards taking advantage of opportunities sooner, getting ahead of any competition, and gaining market share more rapidly. Our sales force audit can answer these questions and more. Strategy number five. Sit and wait it out, or the hope and pray strategy, as I call it. This is a strategy, and one in which you don't have to change. Change anything. Here's a refinement on that strategy. Only dead fish swim with the current. A business is like any other living organism. It takes constant nurturing. There's a paradox to hanging on to what you have. The more you hold on to what you have, the more elusive it becomes. While you hang in there, the world changes around you. The ones who change will always emerge prepared to take advantage of the opportunities that will come their way. So the question you have to ask yourself is, what are you trying to hang on to? Is it truly something that if you lost, you would not be able to replace it? So those are the five strategies I see being implemented by companies right now and the refinement on those strategies. If you'd like to hear more of these podcasts, go out to our website, which is com and at business spelled B-I-Z, com. You can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509.